Iceman, final game week of the season. We need some guests. You found anyone? Um, all of them. Welcome listeners once again to the final game week of the FPL season heading into game week 38. We are recording on the 15th of May 2017 right in the middle of game week 37 double game week. Actually the Chelsea game is still finishing off as we speak. First of all welcoming back the Iceman. And welcome back yourself Billy. Thank you very much. Now, for a game week like this, we felt we needed a a special guest and we felt we needed uh, someone that could come in and give us a really good opinion to get us up the mini leagues and the overall rankings for the final games of the season. And and I know you've been kind of uh, asking about on the uh, in the FPL community, Iceman. How's that been going? Uh, yeah, just all over social media. I just asked everyone really and whoever said yes, we've got them on. There was a criteria, though, wasn't there? <laughs> no, no, just asked anyone. Whoever agreed to come on, we got on. Right, I think about five people have just logged off. <laughs> well, we went for more than uh, than one, not two, but we've actually got six guests this week, which uh, is going to make for a very, very interesting pod. And they're all ex-surgeons, so we're delighted to have them back. Uh, I'm going to run through each of them. First of all, we've got Hortz. Evening all. Welcome back, mate. Good to have you on the pod again. And we've got Peter Blake. Hello. Welcome back, sir. We've got JNO United. I thought my contract said I'd be announced first. <laughs> <laughs> the Iceman's not paying enough. <laughs> and we've got all the way from India, once again, we've got Sid. Hi, guys. Good to be Thanks back. Thanks for getting up in the early hours of the morning to join us once again, mate. And we've got the FPL general joining us, Mark Begedigan, once again. How you doing, lads? Good to be back. Thank you, sir. And also, all the way from the USA, we've got Luke. Hey guys, how are you? Very good, sir. Welcome back. It's an absolutely fantastic lineup. Some of our best podcasts recorded with these guys all season. First of all, we're not going to have a chance to go through everybody's team, but Iceman, how have you been getting on in this double game week? Yeah, the double game is going okay for me. I'm on 72 so far. I don't think Alonso is going to get on this game, nor Pedro, well, unless he's actually come on. I'm not sure, but um, moved up to 18,000 overall. I've Captain Sanchez. I'm hoping he's going to recover from his minor injury i'm sure it'll play plays for anything decent score and actually you're catching me up because of this because i made a woeful decision with my captain and chose to go with costa last minute and that's looking like it's costing me at the moment uh, true to form so i'm on 59 points as things stand i'm desperate for them to get on the second half alonso and costa but we will see what happens it's all banked on sanchez for you though isn't it ice man yeah it is um i do hope he uh, he comes in for me where are you at, at the moment seven six thousand i was as high as about four thousand eight hundred and i've dropped a little bit down to yeah six thousand nine hundred but still very pleased with that considering i was in the hundred thousand plus uh, for sort of the first half of the season so it's been a good back end of the season to me yeah nice yeah well, let's see how the uh, the mini league is going. I'm not sure if any of our fellow podcasters tonight are actually in it. We can see Ian's got his team in 16th place there, so still doing extremely well. But in 10th place, we've got uh, Mika with FC Halo. He's in 10th. IU for Real up into 9th place. Anticlante United in 8th. King Ings Mings in 7th. We've got Hart Dandruff Flakes in 6th. Banana Nose Maldonado up into 5th. Abdullah Al-Mamun is uh, down to fourth this week. That's the unemployed 11. We've got Paulus Amadeus up into third. Pelvic Thrust 11, Vivesh Reddy. Really good um, 
run of form for him recently moving up and uh, still top of the league with a 30 point gap at the moment we've got Anders FK with the bricklayers with a total score of 2,261 um, so before we go into the fixtures what we're going to do is take it in turns to come to uh, each of our guests so they have a chance to give their thoughts on this uh, final important game week the other thing as well we've got a bit of a Royal Rumble situation here we want to see who is the who is the top dog in FPL and the uh, in the Twitter community so we're going to play a bit of a game after each fixture we're going to bring back the Iceman's quiz the Iceman's going to throw a general stats question true to form out there and um, the uh, the rule is generally that the surgeon has to say their name first of all then they get the chance to answer the winner at the end gets bragging rights as the uh, the top surgeon in fbl in brackets on this pod on this particular evening on this particular day so a lot to play for there as you can uh, as you can hear so let's get straight into the fixtures we've got 10 to talk about for the final game week of the season sunday the 21st of may and first of all me and the Iceman are going to kick us off arsenal versus everton arsenal still battling to get into fourth place looking less likely now but Iceman, how do you see this one going well i can see it being i can't see everton actually giving us much of a game because they don't seem to be playing for much at the moment barkley had a good game in the last game i suppose but if you've got lukaku i would probably hang on to him i can still see the this Arsenal back five probably conceding. They do look a lot better and tighter at the back there. But I think Bellerin's my man who I would think about bringing in if you're looking at a defender for this particular game week because he's got in the opposition box so much and he's actually the most amount of touches in the opposition's box for the last game. And he's got seven chances created in his last four. So here's one which, if you're looking at a defender, which I don't know if many people are going to be he'll probably be someone who I, I would like to bring in other than that you know you're, you're going to have either Ozil or Sanchez I think Sanchez if he's fit is probably going to be a big captain option still even though he's still not getting quite the numbers that he was at the start of the season when he was playing up front I just think he just seems to grab a goal or assist from nowhere and he's always capable of getting out for you what, what's your thinking on there bringing in I know Giroud's probably a good option for most because he got that hat trick last season at the end of against West Brom at the end of last. He did, Jay. Yeah, scored big on the uh, on the last game of the season. So let, let's throw. This, are you thinking about Sanchez here, Iceman? Well, for captaincy, maybe. But um, if you're thinking about a, a, a wild punt, because the last game week is often just a wild punt coming in. I think Giroud's probably a, a good option here. Absolutely. Well, let's throw this open to the panel then, chap. So, what, what are your views on what the Iceman's had to say there? Personally, I wouldn't hang on to Lukaku. Everton have only scored one goal in the last four games and it's away from home where we know Lukaku is fairly barren. He's, he's fine at home, but away from home, he's next to useless. And they've just dried up in the last four games. I think anything offensively from, from Everton, I think you're really, you're really hoping for something. I'd be looking at an Arsenal clean sheet, certainly. You could say he's due. <laughs> <laughs> you could. <laughs> I've got to agree with the uh, Giroud shout, though. I think the uh, last 10 game weeks, though, Everton have got the sixth lowest goal attempts conceded. So just a word of caution now. I know they they look like they're on the beach. And yeah, you're right, going forward, there's absolutely nothing going on there, really. But uh, defensively, I don't don't think they're going to give up a massive amount. For me, it'd be too too brave to uh, to punt on um, maybe captaining someone like Giroud. Sanchez obviously is maybe a different kettle of fish if he's on uh, on form though. I'll just I'll just add in when you talk about punts for the last day of the season I think Aaron Ramsey could be could be a, could be a differential. He, I don't think he scored a goal this season. 
Yeah, we didn't start. He didn't start at the weekend, but he's got two assists in his last two games. He came off the bench and got the assist for Giroud's goal. So, I mean, he's had a very poor season uh, by his standards. But for a punt for the last day of the season, with Arsenal have got something to play for, he might not be a bad shout. That's a good shout on that one because I think he kind of got rested the last game as well, where Coquelin came in. And then when he came on, he did look effective, and he seems seems to take captaincy of games in a way. He just takes charge uh, more now. So he's had his break and he's slowly getting into it. I could see him being a good punt. I think that's a good shout. Yeah, he looked um, he looked very direct against Stoke, didn't he? He looked to go on drive, then probably uh, motivated by the fact that the Stoke fans were booing him for having his leg broken in the past. Um, the Sanchez situation, because there were some questions about him playing um, in the second part of the double game week. You'd have thought he was going to be fit for this final one of the season. Is anybody nervous about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw pictures. It looks like he's in training and smiling. Yeah. So, and we all know that he's a robot. He's not human. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just something to monitor. We'll have to see um, if he starts in the second game of uh, game week thirty-seven. But yeah, if he starts, he should be good to captain. I'd say. I think if it was any game other than the fact that they needed to win it, they could easily sit him down midweek. But the fact that they've got to win this game, he'll be out there. I'm sure. Uh, I think I probably agree with uh, a lot of the stuff, but somehow Ramsey doesn't appeal to me. He didn't start this week, so I think he might uh, miss out. So I wouldn't want to get a player who's just been benched. So I, that's just a word of caution. You probably want to stay away from that. Interesting. Okay, yeah, so a bit of a split view there on Aaron Ramsey, but it sounds like we're thinking, we're liking Giroud's last day of the season record. Bellerin certainly looked very good in the last few games and uh, and Sanchez as well. Anyone else, uh, anything on Everton that you can offer other than Lukaku chaps? Holgate is quite cheap. But is he, is he worth picking, J&O? If you're going to bench him, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> An accommodator, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Does anyone know why he was uh, taken off at halftime? Is do we think it's just tactical? Yeah, because Ron Ronakum hates me. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Karen. Yeah. I, I love they that answer. Pete, did you say Ronald Koeman hates you? Yes, that's exactly why. <laughs> exactly. I've got, I've got my, I've got my bench piece playing this week, and uh, so far out of the four players, I've got two points, and uh, <laughs> one of them was from Holgate, though. So yeah, disgraceful performance. Oh. Yeah, that that definitely feels personal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we've got we've um we're mainly Arsenal in this fixture by the look of things. Them having to battle to the end to try and qualify for the Champions League and some good differentials there. Um, lads, let's move on to the next one then. So J and O, I'm gonna let you uh, lead us off on this one. True ooh, to form, ooh, uh, you've missed out yeah. the uh, Iceman quiz. Oh, do you want to come thing. back to the? Uh... So excited was I for the Iceman <laughs> quiz. Right. So Iceman, um, <laughs> let's come to your. So I know you've been desperate to get your quiz back into the pod in some way so what is your question for the panel well my first question for the panel so remember guys you just got to kind of shout your name and then i'll come to you and then you can answer who so far this season has made the most crosses that was sid 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 first uh incorrect right it's up for grabs uh one more time jno uh, Valencia. That's also incorrect. It's actually Sigson with uh, 289. Pete, you take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're, okay, so there's, there's two cracks at the whip and then we're moving on. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, let's move on to our next fixture then. So, J and O, we're going to lean on you for this one, being the passionate West Ham supporter you are. We've got Burnley versus West Ham, and I know you must have been delighted to see that the strong finish of the season West Ham put up against uh, Liverpool at the weekend. Tell us a bit about this fixture. 
Well, look, we, we cost Spurs, so it's not like we wanted to also then cost Liverpool their Champions League place. We're not a horrible team. We, we do show some compassion to other sides. And it's been a great season for West Ham, hasn't it? Amazing. Anyway, <laughs> I would look at the uh, Burnley side Unbelievable. in this one. Uh, to be honest, Burnley at home, they're good defensively. You have Tom Heaton, five double-figure hauls for a goalkeeper, uh, top-scoring goalkeeper in the game at the moment. Michael Keane, also pretty good for a five million or cheaper defender. Sam Vokes, uh, one of the cheap third strikers you don't hear people actually talking about, has got three goals in the last two games and four goals in the last five. So I would mainly be looking at the Burnley players there. Although, if you are going to try and go for a West Ham player, why you would, I really don't know. Lanzini would be my only shout out that side, seeing as Antonio, uh, the only other player with any sort of FPL pedigree, uh, has been injured for the rest of this season. So, yeah, Lanzini is literally the only West Ham player that I'd have any faith in getting anything. But to be fair, West Ham has scored four in the last six games. So Burnley is the way I'd look at this one oh, if you were you, going for it. You're, think, you're thinking people that have kept heat and keep the faith. Yeah. He's the type of keeper that can get so many saves in a game, get a penalty save. I think the last game he played against West Ham, we won 1-0, but he's still got 11 points. So... uh <laughs> He's the type of keeper that can concede and still get you the points. Yes, great optional season. Okay, any other thoughts, chaps? It's got nil nil written all over it, isn't it? I don't know. But Burnley, you... Burnley conceded an awful lot of goal attempts. Um, I think it's the highest in the league over. I think the last ten fixtures I was looking at earlier. So uh, there's, there's a chance West Ham could, you know. Yeah, at, least, at least if they can get some shots off at least I, I know what you're saying about Tom Heaton but you know if, if they get enough shots on they, they they might do something Andre Ayew could be an option I mean if you saw Ayew uh, miss when we were only 1-0 down against Liverpool as long as you can find his shooting boots Ayew is the type of player that is pretty good in Fantasy Premier League but with his injury this season I, I've not seen the best of him in the West Ham shirt Is there an argument for um, Sam Byron at 4.2 as an enabler he's playing wing back isn't he yeah, definitely. 4.2, he, he should start. So I could definitely see that one being a possibility if you're just looking for some. Because Burnley are the type of side that could blank as far as scoring goals. Um, so yeah, maybe that would be a clean sheet point that people wouldn't be expecting that could get you to climb up the classic and head-to-head leagues. Okay. Uh, Ian, you, you mentioned just there you thought it was uh, nailed on nil-nil. Is there any player that you would pop in to kind of take advantage of that? To, to be honest, it's already been mentioned, Heaton's probably your best bet, I would have thought there. Say so West Ham, they rose to the challenge against Spurs, but to be honest, they, they were back to sort of normal normal service against Liverpool, sadly. And, and with the injuries, we've now lost uh, more guys out, Kiate and Noble, both missed uh, having surgery, end-of-season surgeries. So they really are down to the dregs now in terms of supply. So I think it's unless there's a fluky one somewhere I just can't see where the goals are coming from on either side to be honest yeah I think I agree I don't think there's any real good punts in this game because you're you're hoping for if you're going to select a punt you're hoping for at least two goals or a goal and an assist from that particular player I don't think it's going to happen from this game no I think I'd probably just avoid this game and uh, move on I think there's better options for game week 38 yeah Yeah, I have to agree with Luke on that one it's 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 one of those factors where neither team has anything to play for, so I'll, I don't have any players, and I won't be bringing any in from this fixture. Yeah, so it's probably also if people have um, wild carded for the uh, the last double game weeks. This probably wouldn't have been one that people have accounted for particularly. So, but Heaton, if you've got him, could be the uh, the shout for this. 
Well, let's move on to a slightly more um, exciting fixture. I mean, both teams at polar opposite ends of the uh, the table. We've got Chelsea versus Sunderland, and we allocated this one to Sid to open us up on. So, Sid, before I get to that, though, I've done it again. We've got the Ice Pens <laughs> quiz. It's going to take me a while. Why do you keep forgetting about me, mate? Hey, what's going on? I actually me, won brother. your quiz last year, so some kind of... I don't know what that's about. But, you did. Um, you okay, just don't want a new sorry. champion, that's yeah. what it is. Right, are we uh, ready? Yeah, I, think I, I don't want to give up the mantle. Um, <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what I won, though. I don't think you want it anyway. So, uh, Iceman, <laughs> I'd love to come back to you. <laughs> right, so um, the question is, which team, so you're going team, not player, has had the most headed goal attempts? Luke, general. Oh... I'm not sure who that was. Pete, it wasn't me. Pete, so, can uh, you take the call on that one? I tell you what we do, I <laughs> No, I can't. Read read the question again. <laughs> I, I heard Luke first, I think. It okay. was between him and General, so I think I'm going to go Luke first. Okay, before I answer, I just want to let everybody know Stefano Okaka has scored a third goal for Watford, so it's now 3-3. Oh, wow. Um, my guess would be Crystal Palace. Okay, and you are correct. So you get the first point hey, of the quiz so far. Hey. Well done, Luke. Oh, Congratulations. I'll have to write that down. General, who are you going to go well, for okay, out of Keith and Moore? Yeah, I'm not too happy about that. I'm pretty sure I was, I was, I was there first, and that uh, was going to be my answer. So I, I think, think I'm everyone would have said Palace. No, no one. No one likes a cryer, yep. General. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> General, I'm with you. I thought you were first. Uh, you, you, Iceman, you're like this is why the last, the other three surgeons left. You do realise that <laughs> this is what cost us before. Right. Okay. Now I'm moving on to Chelsea. Sid, let's come to you for this one. Uh, Chelsea currently uh, drawing three all with Watford. So solid at the back with their uh, makeshift back three tonight brilliant season they've had Sunderland at the other end generally poor how do you see this going on the last day so this is actually a hard one to call because you really don't know who's going to start um, it's actually the 75th minute now and Hazard is still playing uh, he's usually been subbed off by this time I just have a feeling he's going to miss out so uh, I'm probably going to ship him out Coutinho is a good option so I'm going to look at him uh, my suggestion would be to not definitely not buy someone from Chelsea as far as selling is concerned, I, I don't think Aspilicueta is going to play the next game, even though he's played every game. So I'd probably either bench them. I don't think I'd bench Hazard, but I'd probably bench Aspilicueta. I think Fabregas and Pedro will start the next game. So I'd probably keep Fabregas and Pedro. But other than that, I'd probably not keep any one of them. So probably not buy anyone for sure. And if you have Hazard, probably sell him for uh, one of the other high potential players. Yeah, any other thoughts to support Sid there? I think he's probably bang on, actually. When you um, when you look at the lineup that was rolled out tonight with only Hazard and Aspilicueta out of the regulars playing, you figure it's going to flip-flop now on Sunday and they'll probably head to the bench and uh, the other nine regulars will probably start the game, which is great if you've got Costa, Alonso and guys like that. But Hazard, as, uh, as Sid said, Hazard suddenly becomes a guy that is potential to drop there are some potential punts out there in the midfield that might be worth a shout for 38 and maybe he's the guy to go and obviously it's such a high value pretty much anyone you're going to be looking for you're going to be able to afford yeah i think it's a good point with the uh, with the fa cup final also just around the corner i imagine conte is going to have that half in mind as well i, I think, think the fact that, that hazard's played i think he's probably going to play all the game now or at least the majority of it 
I'll probably get rid of him now for 38. It kind of makes my decision a bit easier. Probably look at someone like Coutinho to, to replace him. I'm looking at these uh, out-the-dark punts, which seem to have got a game this game in terms of Ake, uh, 3.8 million. He's probably guaranteed to start the last game. They are playing Sunderland, the worst team in the league. And, uh, you know, Batshuayi up front, 8.4. Why not punt on uh, one of these two? Almost guaranteed to start, in my opinion. I think it's just safer to go with someone that's playing in a game where the team needs to win, like Arsenal or City or Liverpool. You you know they're not going to rest players, so you don't have that risk. Because Conte may look at Costa and go, he needs one more game before the FA Cup, and then that's why he is dropped. So for me, because my rank is good, I'm going to be playing it safer than that. I, I can't take the risk and then watch a player sit on the bench. I suppose it's a case of if you're lagging way behind, maybe go for one of these these two. I reckon Batshuayi. They're 3-3 at the moment. Like In a game they don't need to win. Uh, they need no result from this, and it's high scoring, so they're obviously just playing their football. They're playing against Sunderland, the worst team. I think there's big points here for Batshuayi. I, I, I think they're going to revert back to the uh, the normal starting eleven, or as close to a starting eleven as you can get, really, because... If they if they keep let's say we keep Alonso out the side and they keep uh, Costa out the side etc. That means they would have gone two weeks before the FA Cup final without a game. And I, I would have thought he'd want, want to keep them fresh, keep them motivated, keep them working, and just keep that rhythm going really. So I think Watford's a game where he's rotated, and I can imagine the majority of the Sunderland the team that's going to play Sunderland is going to be who we'd expect to see really that they're starting eleven. Yeah, I have to agree. You just yeah, want to keep that match sharpness up. Yeah, yeah. Saying that, I, I just feel that has Kante uh, has just come back from injury. So I don't think he's going to play two games in such a short period. So that makes Fabregas an interesting option. Because if, if Kante doesn't play, then Fabregas has a good chance of playing because he didn't start mm-hmm. today as well. So then that makes me feel that uh, Fabregas might be a good option if you're looking for a player against Sunderland and you definitely want a Chelsea player. Then Fabregas sort of has that appeal. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I I could probably see Fabregas coming on and, you know, depending on how the game goes, they might bring him off and then like around the 60 minute mark and save him for the, uh, the FA Cup. One guy I would like to mention is actually John Terry. He scored the goal today in the uh, Watford game. And, you, you, you know, you see him starting the last game of the season for Chelsea in his final season. And, you know, if they earn a penalty, it's more than likely that they give it to him. So that could be you could be looking at a, a pretty big haul from him if he comes off. I know Chief on Twitter was actually thinking about captaining him kind of as a differential, and you know it, you can see it coming off. So he's one guy I would look at. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Okay, lads, any any more to add on Chelsea versus Sunderland? I'm not hearing any. So that brings us to the Iceman's quiz, which I'm getting right this time. So <laughs> back to you, Jim. Okay, thanks, Billy. Uh, right, so which team? So it's which team, not player, has conceded the most fouls? Sid. Go on, Sid. You're the only one. Uh, Sunderland. Incorrect. Uh, it's going up for it's going up <laughs> for a second shot. Yeah. Pete, yeah, go on, Pete. Middlesbrough. Incorrect again. It's actually Watford with 493. Oh. Middlesbrough are actually <laughs> second with 474. I think you should get half a point for that. Uh, well, you're you're not the quiz master, are you? <laughs> Shot down. Uh, uh, nice man. So, what, what's your final verdict there? 
Uh, no points to anyone, so mo- no, uh, moving on. Well, I tried for you. I tried for you. <laughs> the quiz is so hard, you literally cannot win it. It's that tough. Right, let's move on to the next fixture then, chaps. So, we're moving down the list, I believe we're coming to the uh, to the general next, who has Hull versus Spurs to talk about. Interesting tie, this one. Spurs obviously can't really go anywhere. What do you think about this, Mark? Where's this going? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's another one of those ties that there's nothing really riding on it anymore now that Hull are relegated and Spurs, Spurs can't go up or down. So, I mean, I'd be avoiding Hull players now. They're probably going to rotate with nothing left to play for. The only Spurs player I've got at the minute is Harry Kane, and I'll be keeping him. He'd probably come into consideration for my captaincy as well. He's still, I think he's two behind Lukaku for the Golden Boot. So, I mean, Spurs could rotate as well, but one player I don't think will, will be rested is Kane because he is chasing the Golden Boot. So, as I say, he, he could well end up as my captain this week. Um, just depends on who I bring in. From one, of the, I'll probably bring in a Liverpool player or an Arsenal player because I've got something to play for. If I, if I had Ali or Eriksson, I'd probably be keeping them as well. I, I, I don't think Pochettino will change things around too much. So as I say, Ali or Eriksson, I'd be keeping them if I had them. One of my biggest regrets this season was, was selling Ben Davies a few weeks ago. I think I sold him for Patrick Van Aanholt and he didn't even play then. So I've missed out on quite a few points from him. So I think I think he could be a good shout as well. I think Spurs should get a clean sheet again in this one. And I was just looking today. I still can't believe that Alderweireld hasn't scored this season. I mean, I've said a few times, he's one of the best players in, in the league at attacking set pieces. And, and just when I was looking at the stats, Vertonghen hasn't scored either in the league, I think. So Spurs have scored 73 goals, I think it is, and neither of those guys have scored. I, just, I find that hard to believe. So I wouldn't be surprised in the last day of the season if one of those guys pops up with their first of the season. Yeah, you I think could I said say they're due. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> you might just ask if uh, Kieran Trippier is an option as well, with all this stuff about Kyle Walker potentially moving. Interesting. Well, I mean, I I don't know too much about that. Anybody got any views on this one? I don't know that much. That's why I asked. <laughs> it's a good question. Is, is there? You know, there's the golden boot for obviously the, the highest scorer. Is there a golden assister or anything like that? Because otherwise, Ericsson's guaranteed to play because he's obviously up there with with Sigerson and De Bruyne for best most assists this year. So I imagine he's going to want to play to try and win that little um, battle between those three. So I'd like to think he's locked in as well. Yeah, I think it's a fair point. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think Spurs will do anything less than what they've been doing all season in this one. Obviously, they don't have a, a final to, to go and play um, and they're going to want to finish on high to set the standard for next season. So I think you're safe with all of those attacking options. In terms of Walker, I can't say I know too much about the transfer. Iceman, have you got any views on Trippier? Um, it's difficult, isn't it? He brought Walker back in and he didn't perform at all. So I, maybe he'll play. I, I wouldn't punt on it. I wouldn't go there. Yeah, it's a show. I really feel Trippy is wasted as a right back just sat on the bench because in terms of getting forward and crossing the ball, he's probably actually technically better than, than Walker. It's just uh, maybe that the physical attributes and the speed that Walker's got trumps him, but great options are right back for Spurs. So not too many other Spurs players jumping off the page in this one, chaps. I just think uh, General's right with the captain option on Kane. I think I'm currently on Kane until anyone else on this podcast convinced me not to. Well, we've got six more fixtures, so let's see what we can do. Speaking of which, Iceman, the power is coming back to you. It's uh, it's time for your quiz again. It is time for my quiz. Right, OK, we're going with uh, a bit of a strange stat here, so be ready on your buzzers or just shouting your names. The question is, which player, so looking back at players, has had the most flick-ons? Ian. 
Pete. Gone in. in. Deli Alley. That is incorrect. And <laughs> we'll put it up for a, a second one. Pete. Yep. Gone in, Pete. Christian Eriksen. Oh, close. No, it's actually uh, Christian Benteke. Benteke. Ah. With 261 flick-ons. When you say flick-ons, you mean headed flick-ons, right? I have no idea. I'm just looking at uh, the stats. It just... <laughs> I mean, you really have no idea. It just says, it just what says the, team, the team, the name and the flick-ons. Don't worry, my quizzes get ridiculed every every uh, every time I do them. So you well, can I'm glad I control that tradition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm enjoying the quiz right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're leading. Yeah, no one else. You got to mm. keep up, guys. Come on, Luke's there with one point. Yeah, no, taking the role of uh, Parker here. Parker, you yeah. Question the integrity of every question going. So. Parker, yeah, I've, Luke's, got Luke's, Luke's, I've got you. I'll do it every question now. <laughs> <laughs> right, lads, Pete, it's, uh, it's your turn to lead us off. So Leicester versus Bournemouth, last year's champion. Second half of the season has been decidedly better than the first. And Bournemouth have impressed in times, particularly with Josh King. Who do you like in this fixture? You, well, obviously Josh King. is um, <laughs> He seems to be the main man at the moment, doesn't he? Um, I'm not sure I can really add anything on Josh King. That hasn't been said a million times before. He has, he, he has created uh, he's had the most shots in the box of any midfielder by about... He's had 13. I think the next closest after that um, is on nine. So he's, he's obviously a great option. And I think Bournemouth going forward actually do look... They look like a decent option in this game, actually, because I was looking at the stats over the last, I think, four games. Bournemouth are fifth for shots on target over the last few games. They're top of big chances created as well. Leicester, however, are bottom for goal attempts in the last four game weeks, and they're third bottom for big chances created. So I know Leicester are playing at home, and I know they've probably got some attractive options going forward. People are probably looking at Mares and Vardy, but in reality, we're not creating as much. I, I quite fancy a Bournemouth forward in this game. Um, yeah, an attacking asset at least. Obviously, Josh King's the, the main option. But it is game week 38. And I think a lot of people are going to be looking for some differential or a punt, um, something which maybe given that, you know, it's, given it's just a one week, almost risk free uh, environment to do so. One name maybe jumps out is um, Lise Mousset, 5.1 million forward on Bournemouth. Hasn't done too much so far, but he has started the last two games uh, with a phobie and Wilson being injured. Looking at Leicester's defence as well, Robert Hooth and Wes Morgan are both injured as well. So he, he, it's a bit of a punt. Uh, it's a bit of a risk, but you know, game week 38 is really the time you take risks. Uh, it, it's it's almost risk free, right? If you've if you've got a budget budget slot in your uh, for a third striker. He might be worth having a look at. I'm not advocating it necessarily, but I, at the same time, it might be something I look at. Okay. I think okay. if you're looking for punts for Bournemouth too, you should probably look at Junior Stanislas. He's looks like he's finally, you know, found his way back into the starting lineup. I think he's had two or three starts in the in, in the last um, few games for Bournemouth. Um, someone who can pop up with multiple goals or assists in a game so he could be a dangerous player and yeah he's pretty cheap at that too so yeah he could be a good punt as well yeah very much so he's he's scored in his last two games and as you say he's 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 slipped back into that cheap bracket now he's only 4.6 so you should be able to fit him in anywhere in, in your midfield if you've got a spot to spare I think, if we're honest, though, Josh King's really the only decent option on uh, on ball. I'm really, really for me, the only decent option in this game. We're sort, we're sort of tiptoeing around it and trying to find differentials. Trample yeah. all over that one, Luke. <laughs> uh, 
Not, no, I mean, like I say, I mean, my, my option as well, uh, Mousset, Mark Pugh's another one, Stanislas, they all might crop up with a goal, but, um, but yeah, Josh King is um, he's just phenomenal at the moment, isn't he? I'm going to back up Luke here because um, I, Bully's got uh, Josh King and I can't buy anyone because... Bully's top of our mini league. I can't get anyone who he's got because then I'm not going to gain. There's no possible way. I don't know if he's going to remove Josh King. It would be crazy to do that. But I think someone like Stanislav would be a good option if, say, your mini league leader has got King. I'm really in your thinking, aren't I? You are. <laughs> but you are 39 points ahead of me, so I don't feel like I'm going to gain on you. It depends if Sanchez goes mad in the next game. That's what it sits on, Ice Man. So, chaps, we've got a, we've got a few Bournemouth Cup price options. We've got the the whispering of Mares. Anyone else to add for this fixture? I've got to say something about Leicester because last time I did this, I won a twenty quid bet that got me one hundred and ten <laughs> yeah. quid. Nice, uh, Leicester. While you can look at it and go, they haven't got much to play for. I think they want to prove that they are still something resembling that side that won the Premiership last season. There seems to be a fight in them now. And whilst I wouldn't say there's many options in that side that you can rely on, or Brighton is a decent, cheap midfielder, and Vardy is always capable, even with only two chances, he could score two goals. So while Leicester don't necessarily get all the chances, if Vardy does pop in with one of those games that he can have, then that would be a good differential. That being said, I'm not putting a bet on this game. <laughs> <laughs> no money on this one. This is actually the game of the week that strikes me it's going to be a bit of a goal fest for both teams. Well, There's both a lot of potential one-sided games, but this one really has a look of a, of a high-scoring game for both teams, I think. Yeah, I think I agree. They're both battling for 10th, aren't they? So it's going to be yeah, hotly contested. Yeah, I think I think Mares could be a good pick here. Probably going to be his last, last, last appearance for Leicester, so he'll want to go out in style. As long as he doesn't take a penalty. <laughs> yeah, talk, talking about that penalty, I had a, talking about bets, I had a six team accumulator at the weekend and I, I had back to draw in the Man City Leicester game. Oh. So Mario's is. Oh, oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> owes you some money, mate. I'll, I'll yeah, email him or something. I might just send him a new pair of boots. <laughs> email him. <laughs> oh, do you not know his email? I'll give it to you later. <laughs> oh, well, Iceman. Um, do you want to uh, come up with your next question? Yeah, next question is, are you ready, guys? Which player, which striker even, has created the most chances? General. Go, General. Play Cup. My body, Diego Costa. Oh, incorrect. Pete. Oh. Ian. Okay, go on. Go, go on, Pete. Uh, Ibrahimovic. That's correct. Pete is now yes. on one point. Well done. So is Luke. You even trolls me in the quiz. <laughs> he he is actually Costa's third down, so yeah, you're not too far away. Right then, chaps, let's move not on to our next. <laughs> let's move on to our next fixture, Hawks. We're going to come to you for this one. You've got Liverpool versus Middlesbrough. This, I think, is an exciting tie. What are your views on it? It's extremely juicy. Yeah, I mean, the, the beauty of it, of course, is Liverpool have got something to play for. Um, yeah. They're not going to be rotating. None of this mucking around like Chelsea have done tonight. They looked great on Sunday against uh, West Ham, uh, sadly. And also, they're up against Middlesbrough, who mailed it in against a heavily rotated Southampton team at the weekend. And look, I mean, obviously, they're down, 
that they just look totally demotivated. It's a fantastic chance for a clean sheet for starters at the back for Liverpool. Considering how flaky they were earlier on in the season, they've gone uh, four clean sheets out of their last five. So they're suddenly looking solid at the back, especially Matip. He looks a great player for both ends of the field. He looked very menacing on... um, dead ball situations in the box and everything like that he got his head to about three of them none were on target but he looks very very dangerous at 5.3 he's quite handy i think but of course the standout guy from the last weekend is coutinho he played slightly deeper they 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 changed their system slightly at the weekend uh he moved into the middle was playing slightly deeper but in the middle he was able to influence a lot more than he normally is playing on the wing he had six shots in total three on target obviously scored a couple as well and looked incredibly sharp as did mr sturridge on his return from injury and i think he either of those guys would be for me, the ultimate punt for, for game week 38, if you're looking to make up ground, as, we, as we've said already, with Hazard going 90 minutes tonight, Coutinho looks an absolute shoo-in if you've got Hazard and you, you're looking to shift him out. And Sturridge, for me, he's a potential sort of Lukaku replacement or someone like that would be a fantastic bet for this weekend. But also further down the, the line, you've got the guys like Lalana, who's just come back and looked extremely sharp as well. He's down at 6.7 now. And also when Aldum and Origi dependent if Firmino comes back but if Firmino doesn't recover from this injury both of those guys are also pretty good shouts on the Middlesbrough side really they're they're the whipping boys there is one little punt though for Middlesbrough Patrick Bamford played his or started his first game of the season at the weekend and scored he's a big lad Uh, he had four shots two of which were on target possible on uh, the end of a set piece he's only 4.9 so if you're saddled with an injured Anichibi and are looking for a replacement up front, he might just be worth a flyer if you've got a, an extra free transfer hanging around. Yeah, I think he's, he's a good sort of differential option. And like you say, I think in each of these going to be one a lot of people going to be taken out. I know the Iceman's fallen victim to his injury this week. Yeah, likewise. Chaps, other views then on Liverpool. What are you thinking? I think Hazard to Coutinho is a um, very obvious option. and almost toying with the idea of doing it now. It's seems like seems absolutely the right thing to do. I agree with everything that uh, Ian said. Liverpool look really good going forward. Coutinho looked great in the weekend. Hazard's not going to play. Yeah, it's it, it, for me. That's going to be that's almost certainly going to be my free transfer this week. I think. Yeah, I think I think I'll probably be, I'd agree with Peter on that one. Hazard playing eighty minutes tonight now makes makes it the obvious transfer for thirty eight. Uh, Hazard to Coutinho, and if I do bring in Coutinho, there's a very good chance I'll give him the captain's armband as well. Yeah, he's highest in the poll for the captain's armband at the moment. Well, you see, this is where I make enemies and not friends. But if that's what you're all doing, then that's the last thing I want to be doing. Because <laughs> it's, 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 it's game week 38. It's the last game week. If everyone's going to be bringing in Coutinho, then potentially you're going to be looking at the person above you in a mini-league, probably bringing in Coutinho. And if you're trying to catch them up, bringing in Coutinho is not going to help you at all. So if you're playing purely mini-league-wise and you're looking at one person above you, you're second, and you're going for first, Coutinho probably isn't the one you want. So, Jono, is there an alternative Liverpool player that you would say offers better value than him, or alternate value? Well, no, because clearly all of us would actually just say, if we were thinking about other people, Coutinho. But I, I do fancy Wijnaldum to have another good game. But other than that, Coutinho is the obvious choice. But that is why, if you're chasing someone else, I think you should look somewhere else. 
Yeah, I, I really fancy Sturridge for the weekend. He could be one of those game week 38 guys who pops up with a hat trick. He, he looked very sharp considering how long he's been out. Uh, and bench warming and you know getting getting uh, splinters and everything he looked very very sharp at the weekend problem with storage is who do you take out to accommodate him we've, we've talked about kane being uh, I, I a great was, option Costa yeah lukaku well, if you've still got him to be honest yeah, lukaku, lukaku if you've still got yeah. him because i think he's a dead waiter he, he'll be a dead waiter at the emirates at the weekend yeah that's a fair shout actually I think I think Sturridge has nailed on to start at the weekend. A lot of people are worrying that if Firmino comes back in, that Sturridge might drop out. But you could see Klopp's reaction at the end of the game, and and he was talking him up in the post-match uh, press conference as well. So I think with his performance the weekend, I think he's nailed on to start. Yeah, you'd figure Origi's the guy to drop to the bench if uh, if Firmino comes back, probably. Yeah, but yeah, even though Sturridge started the last game, Origi has actually played over him in the past few games. So. We don't really have anything to back that up, that Sturridge is going to play over Origi. If we had to go by past record, in fact, Origi is going to probably start over Sturridge. So we have to monitor that Firmino situation. Uh, if Firmino is back in, I really don't know if we can say 100% that Sturridge is going to start. Because it's a key game for them. If Arsenal win tomorrow, then I think Liverpool have to win. And I don't know if they'll start Sturridge in that sort of game. I I got to agree with Sid. I think if you look at Klopp's system, Origi is definitely more of the striker that he likes as far as the uh, work ethic goes compared to Sturridge. Who knows? Sturridge could injure himself on Friday. <laughs> we know. So I, I agree with Sid. I think whilst he's definitely a good punt, if Sturridge starts, he's one of those players that could score and could score a lot. It's a bit risky to go with Sturridge, in my opinion. Yeah, I like the uh, I like the alternate views here. So lots to think about there. Do you Coutinho or not, and do you Sturridge or not? Iceman, I know you're dying to ask another question. I am indeed, and the next question Sturridge. is uh, incorrect. <laughs> right, so you're, you're you're framed out for this question, then Jno. Thanks for that. Uh, input well, officially, there. I didn't say Jno, <laughs> so I didn't actually. Oh, it's, it's quite correct, but yeah, you're framed yeah, out. Sturridge, right, so the <laughs> the question is. Uh, the midfielders, who has had the most shots on target? Ian. Go on, Ian. Sigurdsson. Bang on. Yes. One point to Ian. So you're all level here. Sure. God, I'm going to have to think of it. All level? I wasn't allowed to answer. Uh, well, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're as bad as Parker, you really are. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, well, um, let's move on to... Uh, it's actually JNO's fixture now, so you can speak for this one, JNO. You've got Man <laughs> United versus Palace. You are always my favourite, just for the record. <laughs> uh, for me, I think you have to look at Palace for this one. I know this might be a bit controversial, but with the game against Ajax, which would get them into the Champions League if they win the Europa Cup... I, I can't see Manchester United's focus being fully on this one. And the problem with that Manchester United side is out of the top six, they've got the worst form. There's no nailed-on fantasy asset in that side that you can guarantee will one play and two regularly scores points. Even the defence for Manchester United is a rotation risk because of how close that game is to the Sunday fixture. So for me, I would be looking at the likes of Zaha, Benteke, and then if you want to take some punts, Van Aanholt, Townsend and Kabai. Benteke has had 26 attempts on goal in the last six games. 23 inside the box. That is first four strikers in the last six game weeks. And then out of shots on target, he's only second to Harry Kane. So Benteke might be a good shout if you haven't got him for this game week. 
and Palace in the last six game weeks have scored 11 goals as well. So as far as form and players, Palace look like a better option to me than Man United, even though that sounds strange saying it. But that Europa Cup fixture so close to that Sunday game makes me worry who I would get in from that Manchester United side and be confident they're actually going to play. Because they may not have any chance of getting Champions League football as far as the Premier League goes by the time that game week rolls around. I somehow sort of disagree with JNO on that. I think, in fact, there's good opportunity in Rooney waiting there. I think a lot of people are going to go with the Liverpool assets. And if you're really looking to catch up in your mini-league, you could probably go for Marshall or Rooney. I'm not so sure about Marshall because he may not start the game because he might want to reserve, like keep him in reserve for the Europa League final. But Rooney is definitely going to start that game and could be interesting uh, in that game. And on Benteke, I actually removed him this week. He scored. Uh, but I think Benteke up against Bayi would not be that easy for him to get those so- sort of attempts. And Bay is not playing in the in the final match. So I think that sort of will become difficult. On the other hand, Zaha up against, say, Darmian or Blin might be a sort of a mismatch. So that might be an interesting one. Sid, I'll forgive you because you said Zaha. Because we all know how <laughs> much I like Zaha. I actually yeah. you wrote, wrote another book for him, have you? Um, oh, I'm I, on the fourth one, mate. Fourth <laughs> one. Have, you not, have you not seen him in the shops? <laughs> um, I actually agree with Sid here, uh, and I don't agree with you, uh, JNA. But, yeah, oh, we're doing this again. <laughs> Rooney, Rooney and Benteke are seven shots on target for the last four game weeks each. So... Yeah, either one of them may be promising. You'd have to think that Rooney's on penalties too. Mm. So yeah, I'm I'm not entirely sure what his price is at right now. It's eight point six, I think Rooney. Yeah, so he's kind of around that um, that Sturridge level price too. So yeah, it it he could be an interesting one. I'd actually probably go for Rooney over Sturridge if I had to pick one, just because he's he he seems nailed on for the game. I think I think the only worry with United players for this one was a couple of weeks ago, Mourinho was saying he. He's considering playing. I think was it at the under twenty three side for this one, and it's just it's just something that Mourinho would do, um, just to get get one over the the officials in England. I mean, he's not happy that you know have to play on Sunday three days before the Europa League final, so he could end up putting out a bunch of kids for this one. He actually may play the under twenty three team, but I think Rooney now is qualifying for the under twenty three team because that's I think at the level at which he's playing right now. So I think, I think that's a, that's actually like a sort of like a complimentary point toward uh, I said. Yeah. I, I think that's official. Uh, Sid has written off Rooney's entire career. In <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've absolutely forgotten everything because it was great. when when he missed that uh, that uh, shot against uh, Arsenal, which could have put us one nil ahead, it was it was over for me. <laughs> it was, a, it was a great tweet during the during the Spurs game, United Spurs game at the weekend. It's, it was only about ten minutes in, and it said Rooney's out of breath just watching the speed of the Spurs players. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I saw that. I saw that. Iceman, would you like to uh, quiz them again? I would love to, actually, but um, we're so far Rudy. into the pod. <laughs> Rudy. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're so far. We're so far into the pod. That actually, it's actually reached my pee break uh, hour. So, Hold uh, you, you know, you, you don't pee until we finish the fixtures. I've uh, I've drunk so much water. I need to go right now. So I'll be right back. <laughs>
roll out the uh, the red carpet. The Iceman has returned <laughs> from his piss break and is leading us off with his next quiz question. Yeah, next quiz question is which player, and there are two currently top of this list, so if you get either one, I'll give you the point. Which player has scored the most solo goals this season? Luke. Go on then, Luke. Eden Hazard. That uh, is correct. And the other one is Sanchez, but that one's not going up for grabs. So two points to Luke at the moment. Peter on one yeah. and Ian on one. Jono, you're I not mean, on if anything. I was doing the quiz, I would have <laughs> actually offered another point for Sanchez. I mean, that would have been the fair <laughs> it's way It's a do good it. job you're not doing the quiz then, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah if I, I was doing it. Actually, Luke, we can reward you for that quiz point because you get to uh, talk about the delight of Saints versus Stoke. Lovely. Uh, yeah, I'm, I won't take too much time with this game. I don't have too much to say. Um, so in terms of Stoke, there's really two guys that I might look at. Marco Arnartovic is one. Um, he's still pretty cheap right now for in terms of his price. Just something to keep in mind, though, he's currently on a yellow flag on FPL. So we'll have to see if he's fit to start the next game. And then the second one is uh, Mr. Robot Peter Crouch. Um, if you need a cheap forward option, cheap. he's still only around four point five million. But you know, to be honest, I would never bring these guys into my team for the last week, so I would just forgo Stoke. Um, so now we can look at Southampton. So I think that Yoshida, he's probably in almost everyone's wild card squad but if you somehow don't have him he's nailed on to start the last game and then in terms of attackers there's really three midfielders that you could look at either jay rodriguez nathan redmond or even dusan tadich tadich i think is a is a minutes risk um, but if he starts he could be a guy to play i know he's on penalties when he's on the field jay rodriguez came up with a goal and an assist i believe in the last game so if he keeps his spot he could be really good too redmond again i think is probably a minutes risk so i would just avoid him and then if we look at their strikers a lot of people including myself have manolo gabbiadini but it, it looks like right now He's sort of falling out of favor, and Charlie Austin is back to full fitness, so he could see some bit a bit of competition. We'll have to see how they line up. Maybe they run with two strikers for the last game. But yeah, and it, overall, I think Southampton probably too risky to go for any of those guys. So yeah, this this game could be kind of a wash. Um, I could easily see a nil nil in this one. Yeah, I'm going to come in on this one. I, all I can do is apologise, Luke, for giving you this game because there are no players from either team that any of us want in this game. In fact, if any of our Southampton players were priced high enough, we'd probably be wanting to get rid of them for someone else, but they're not. So we're just going to leave them in our team. I'm probably going to bench all of my Southampton players because I could probably see Stoke scoring. The only thing I can see from this game is probably if you're going to punt on someone completely random. Charlie Austin is back from and he's back in training he may be one to get but too risky for me yeah i think i'm probably just gonna roll out three five two and bench gabbiadini for this week yeah that's that's my plan at least Gab- gabbiadini's had his rest i mean how sweet would it be if he pops up with a final day hat trick for us <laughs> <laughs> that would be great can, can anybody be any more positive about saints I think they've, they, they've just had, yeah, Southampton have just had two double game weeks on the trot. If you haven't got their players in already, I mean, why would you bring them in now? No, I can't be any more positive, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> have any of you got any, any Saints, other than Yoshida, any Saints players that you would you would actually back in this one? 
I've got Dusan Tadic, um, and I, would, I wouldn't back him. Said what were you going to say? Yeah, I have James Ward Cross, Gabardini, and Yoshida, and I hate all of them. I wanted to say this many times, but um, I just wanted to say this, so I, I'm happy I said this. <laughs> off your chest that's the important bit venting on the podcast we need more of that right Iceman this is uh, this one's going down the hill quickly so uh, take us to your quiz yep the next question is which player has had the most through balls so far this season Sid go on in Sid uh, uh, Sanchez and that is correct Sanchez with Aye. 45 nice Right, there's only two more quiz questions left. Can anybody catch Luke? I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Horts, I'm going to come back to you now. You get the limelight here. Oh, God, I'm really sorry. But Swansea versus Baggy. <laughs> no, I like this one. I like this one. Yeah, go it's, on. it's, Thank it's, you. It's such a shame, actually, from an FPL point of view, that Swansea is safe. Because yeah. otherwise, uh, Swansea assets would be right up there. Uh, West Brom obviously checked out quite a while ago, yeah. but they still don't concede many goals. Now, Lorente's on a great run. He's, he's scored three in four, and he's probably the best chance to score here, potentially along with Sigurdsson, of course. But I'm, I'm not convinced against the West Brom defence. They are still fairly stout. When they lose, they tend to lose 1-0. So you're not going to necessarily get a hatful, I don't think, from the forwards in this particular game. But I think the best chance of a flyer in this one is the Swansea defence they've only only conceded one goal in their last four games and West Brom have only scored two goals in their last seven games six of which have been shutouts so it doesn't exactly scream a goal fest so I think uh, in terms of guys you want to be potentially looking at for just that one week punt and I, and I wish I'd done it this last week as as James knows I was I was toying between uh, Fernandez and uh, Belayun and oh, yeah, went yeah. went for the wrong choice but I think you've got Norton obviously scored at the weekend he's only 4.3 you've got Fernandez who's always very solid he's at 4.2 and of course Alfie Mawson is always a threat on dead ball situations he's at 4.6 so any of those guys are really affordable defensive players that could get you that sneaky shutout and could also pop up at the other end of the field as as well from West Brom's point of view forget about it (laughs) (laughs) other opinions then chaps somebody's got to mention Gilfie Sigerson haven't they I, I snuck him in there. I just sort of snuck, snuck him, in. him in as an aside there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, what, Pete, what do you the think I'm saying is I wish I brought Lorente in instead of Gabby Adini. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have a betting tip. I think uh, 1-0 to Swansea uh, is a good sort of bet because West, Ham, West Brom have lo- lost their last four matches 1-0 away from home. So the probability is, I think, high of the match ending 1-0 to Swansea. Yeah, I think Ian makes a good point about Swansea defense. I can't see West Brom scoring. So, yeah, any of the guys that he mentioned seem good. And, uh, and General, any, anything from you? Yeah, again, I mean, Sigurdsson, it's, a, it's another player who could be making his last appearance for the club. So, I think I'm not a problem with bringing him in now that they've got nothing to play for. But if you've got Sigurdsson, I'd be keeping him. And Mawson is a player I've been impressed with big time this season. When he when he attacks, he's he's so good. I think he's got four goals, I think, since the turn of the year. So, I think he could be a good shout this weekend as well. Yeah, I think certainly since, um, in terms of Swansea's revival and, and uh, staying up, and Llorente and Siggy have been the uh, orchestrators of that, but certainly Mawson seems to have made a bit of a difference since he's played over the, the back end of the season, so a good shout, fairly regular scorer. Iceman, have you got a question prepared? 
Yeah, okay. The next question is, which player has had the most successful take-ons this season? Say yeah. fair no. Oh, I think, I think that was I me. Think that was Sid, I heard yeah. Sid. Yeah. I think I was just after yeah. as well. I, I won't complain about this one. Sid, shoot. Yeah, uh, Zaha. Yeah, you are correct. 140 <laughs> with Hazard... <laughs> Uh, with Come 138 on. so at the moment guess what I was going to say Zaha <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> at the moment Sid you're still Jano uh, you're on nothing General you're Sid, also I liked you a minute ago I liked you a minute ago I'm not too sure now General you're <laughs> also on nothing uh, Hortz you're on nothing as well uh, uh, oh no me. you're on one sorry uh, thank you I've, I've, written you, I've written you down as Ian sorry yeah <laughs> uh, uh, Luke, you're on two. Peter, you're on one. Sid's on two. So it's uh, yeah. In my, my mind, I'm on one, and Luke's on <laughs> in your mind because you shouted. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm with you as well. That one. <laughs> I think the scores are wrong. Well, we'll listen back on uh, when I, when we publish on Twitter. Everyone should say what they think the scores were. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be our next poll. Who's got what? Yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of Luke's points, he's hopefully got a few to make on Watford versus Man City. So supporting City, you're the perfect man for the job here, and I think this is a great fixture. Plenty of options. Who do you like in this one, Luke? Yeah, it's uh, one of the more lopsided of the uh, of the slate on Sunday. So Watford, I would completely avoid. They just shipped four goals to Chelsea, and I think Man City are attacking just as well right now as any of the top sides. So, yeah, City was where I would be looking for. Most people probably already have a lot of City options uh, in their teams from a wild card. They've had really, really good fixtures as of late, and they'll continue all the way through the end of the season. So for me, I already have three City players, so I can't really get any of them in. But um, if I was looking at people to bring in, I think Kevin De Bruyne is probably number one on your list. If you don't already have three City players, I think Hazard to KDB is probably a no-brainer for this week. Uh, In terms of a differential pick, you could also go for David Silva. He's been really, really good all throughout the season, but especially as of late, contributing in goals and assists. He's been picking up a lot of points lately, so he could be someone you could go for if you're trying to catch a uh, mini-league leader. A quick note, I want to talk about Jesus. I'm not sure if Sergio Aguero is going to come back in for the second game of uh, Game Week 37, but we'll have to see how that goes. Pep has hinted since Jesus has come into the team that we might try to play two strikers at top. So they could get along together and uh, you know develop a good partnership towards the end of the season. So yeah, we'll have to see. I would probably just hold Jesus if you already have him. I don't think it's worth taking him out. But yeah, maybe don't captain him for the last game week. And then in terms of the defense, I think it's not quite as fruitful as uh, City's attack. I think that really you're looking at the uh, center backs. Um, so company has been really, really great since he's came back from injury, contributing with a couple of goals. But his, you know, I'm sure Pep will still be managing his fitness pretty closely. So I'm honestly expecting that he probably doesn't play the next game of uh, Game Week 37 on, when is that, Tuesday against West Brom. So, yeah, I think if he doesn't play tomorrow, he could come back for Game Week 38. He's pretty pricey, but you might be able to fit him into your team. And then John Stones is coming back from injury as well, and he's pretty cheap. So, yeah, I think you could look at either of those two if you need a defender. But, yeah, the attack is where I'd be looking at, especially with Kevin De Bruyne. Okay, other views on this one, chaps? 
I think it's you're absolutely right. It's the usual suspects, isn't it, up front for Man City? They say Watford haven't been pulling up trees offensively until tonight, but let's say Jesus, Silva, KDB, Sane. I think the only potential dodgy one, if Aguero's coming back in, I reckon Sterling's probably the guy that is going to drop down to the bench. But it's potluck with any of those guys. Any of them could be dropped at any time, but if you've got them, you've got to play them. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Other views? I've got I've got three City going into this one. I've got uh, Caballero, uh, Sane, and Jesus. So I'm quite confident in three of those for the for the final game week. Um, Sane will actually probably come under consideration for the captaincy, but it's probably probably a bit risky with Pep. Just to be controversial and throw out a different opinion, and it's a completely stupid opinion, so don't listen to it in any any stretch of the imagination. But Okaka has had uh, nine shots inside the box in his last three games, including tonight, and uh, he did score tonight as well. So uh, Watford are at home. Man, Man City can ship goals every now and then. If Okaka starts, he he might be that differential game week thirty eight punt. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I get no, this player, I'm, but I'm, I'm in the same. It. I'm in the same box. Like, I'm not going to take any of those risks. But I'm not moving Kapua out my side. And <laughs> game week 38 is one of those game weeks where the crazy stuff can happen. And you look at results and think, how on earth did that happen? I never saw it happening. Imagine Watford cost Man City a Champions League place. You don't know it could happen. Okay. So if you were the one that kept a Watford player or brought in a Watford player and then it works out for you, you're going to be laughing at everyone in your league. It's more likely Bobo will be laughing at you though in that case. Oh no, true, <laughs> true. But well, yeah, I mean, we all remember that. that game week. Yeah, we it's all remember Newcastle Spurs last year. I mean, I mean, who saw that one coming for starters? Exactly. Chaps, anything else to add? I'm really looking forward to the uh, next question. Yeah. All right. Let's get on to the next question. Come on, then. Uh, this is a bit of effectively we've got a, a two. Well, actually, no. Ian can come back into uh, contention here. So, um, Iceman, the okay. nail biting finale. I hope okay. this is an absolute peach. This question. What have you got? For this? Okay. The final question is: out of all the players in FPL currently, who is the most selected? Dude, Luke, Ian. Oh, <laughs> it was Sid. Oh. I'm afraid. <laughs> Shoot. Sanchez. That's incorrect. And Pete. Pete. Go on, Pete. Uh, uh, Costa. That's correct. So. Yes. That has put Luke, Pete, and Sid all on oh. two. Oh, wow. So. This is, um, this is tension. As a tiebreaker. Oh, you've got a tiebreaker. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> So you, know, you notice the West Ham fans are coming up the rear as always. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as a tiebreaker, how many attempts have Tottenham had this season? Sid. Go on, Sid. Um, 145. 145? Okay. So if uh, Peter and Luke, you want to give your answer to that particular question as well? Sure. They're just googling it. I think just give them some some, some, some I'll just time. go. <laughs> I'll go for two hundred and twenty-one. And Peter, uh, I'm gonna go for three hundred and twenty. It's actually six hundred and twenty-four. Wow! So you know, for game week thirty-seven, I was looking at who had the most attempts. I knew that it was over six hundred. <laughs> 
And I was nowhere in contention, so it really doesn't matter. But... <laughs> thanks for your, thanks for your pointless it. input there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, did Chelsea have? Uh, Chelsea are actually on 552. So I'm actually going to give the point to Peter there because he was the closest. Mm. So Peter, you win the uh, overall. I think I think that's unfair. You could. <laughs> he's, even if even if he got it in the 600 range I would accept it but he's on 300 oh, he's, well. yeah I was, I was, cl- I was close he was closest <laughs> look, look, I'm you can argue another question surely another question no yeah, no no let's have a vote let's have a vote let's have another question no Jono you can't take over the quiz mate you're not yeah yeah there has to be another question this is I'm not the only one well done Peter well done Peter you get the win mate you get the win. Well done. Sham. I just don't want the quiz to win. <laughs> it's, a shame this isn't, it's a shame this isn't a visual medium. You see me dancing around the living room. Right <laughs> Can you post that on Twitter? Absolutely not. <laughs> so that, that's it. The proof is there. Peter Blake is the uh, the Royal Rumble champion, the uh, the king of the FPL Twitters. I think that's going in my Twitter handle. Yes, it is. Going on to <laughs> FPL Mania. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> If you can't be bothered to listen to the entire pod and just want to hear who we called, this is what we came up with. So Arsenal versus Everton. We were looking at Bellerin at the back. Giroud looks like a good punt on the last game of the season. Rambo could be an option. Some divided opinions about him. And then Sanchez seems like a no-brainer with his form. We weren't keen on Lukaku and Holgate could be a cheap option as an enabler. Burnley versus West Ham. Not too much excitement in this one, but we looked at Lanzini. Heaton looks at a really good bet if you've still got him for Burnley. Ayu and Byram as differentials for West Ham. Chelsea versus Sunderland. Bashuai and uh, Fabregas look like good differentials, but if you don't trust in uh, Conte to drop Costa two weeks in a row, then he might be the man to go to. Hull versus Spurs. We're looking at Kane as a real strong option as a skipper here. If you've got Ali and Eriksen still, play them. And Davis has looked consistent at the back for Spurs in recent weeks. Leicester versus Bournemouth. A few more called here. We like the look of uh, Leicester with Mares and Vardy potentially. Also for Bournemouth, cheap priced options. King, Mousset and Stanislas as differentials. King being the informed man at the moment. Liverpool versus Borough. This is a, a real one to gamble on, we think. So Sturridge. Fairly confident he's going to start after his recent performance. Coutinho is captain potential and also one Alden as a differential. Man United versus Palace will just say Zaha, given the uh, the book was written by JNO on him and Benteke has been in great form recently. Van Arnholt could be a good differential and for United, Martial and Rooney have uh, been playing more consistently recently. Saints versus Stoke. Arnautovic and Crouch could be differential options for them. We weren't really uh, excited by this fixture, but Yoshida is in most people's teams and Rodriguez could be a good differential. Swans versus Baggies. Really, Siggy and Llorente look the, the main viable options there, but also uh, a cheap Swansea defender could be a good differential over a mini-league leader. Watford versus Man City. Really, it's all about the attack there. So we looked at Kun, we looked at Jesus, KDB and Sane. Someone shouted, I think it was uh, Peter shouted Okaka for his recent form. If you want a cheap option into the Watford strike force. And that rounded us out for this game week. Nice man. Yeah, nice sum up, Paul. Lovely, lovely. Chaps, we've got a few more sections to get through. So first of all, quick run round captains for this game week. The start with you, JNO. Who are you going with for skipper? Oliver Giroud, you've got to live life. You can't just go with a safe option. So I'm going Oliver Giroud. Olivier Giroud. Wow. Oliver Giroud's better. Peter? I can't say French names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, I don't know. I'm, I'm tempted to play it safe because I'm, I'm only about 3,000 below my pre-season target. I'm trying to beat last season's um, 34,000. I'm currently about 37. So I could take a differential punt and go for someone mad like Tadic, which I know will blow up in my face. But realistically, it'd probably be Kane or, if I bring him in, Coutinho. Kane or Coutinho, I'd say. Okay. Um, General? Yeah, currently, currently it's on Kane, but I'm likely to get Coutinho in. And Liverpool need, need a result to confirm Champions League football. Again, I couldn't be a better fixture against Borough at home. So probably if I had to call it now, it would be Coutinho. Yeah. Ian? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm in the situation where I'm playing it safe because I'm, I'm up sort of 5,500. I'm trying to get into the top five, so I don't want to take too big a risk. So if Coutinho comes in, it will probably be him. If not, probably De Bruyne. Nice. And uh, Sid? Uh, Sanchez for me. Uh, Sanchez for you. Everyone will be like going for other captains and probably just go with the same bet and cash in. Okay. And uh, Luke? Yeah, I'm, uh, if I had Kevin De Bruyne, I would definitely captain him, but um, I can't get him in. So right now I'm around 12K, and I'm just trying to not uh, slip out of that kind of 10K range. So I'll probably go for Kane, um, unless I bring in Coutinho. But yeah, I'm right now looking at Harry Kane. Nice man. I'm going to play it safe. I think uh, Kane's going to get a few against Hull, uh, so I'm captaining him. All right. Well, if uh, if you're going to do that, I might as well do the same then. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> There's a reason why I came to you first, right? <laughs> <laughs> any, questions from, any questions from Twitter? Yeah, we've got a few. Not as many as I expected, though. Um, we have the obvious ones from FPL Kangaroo. Who are the best one-week punts for Game Week 38? So just going to go round each of you. Who do you think are the best one-week punts? Uh, Sid, if you want to go first. Coutinho. <laughs> Massive punt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ge- <laughs> General, do you want to shout yours? Yeah, I'll probably... Probably rule out Batshuayi now. Yeah, I think Costa's probably going to play the last game as well. I'll say Sturridge. Uh, Jeno? Saha. Bukov. <laughs> Bukov. Uh, Luke? I'd probably go for Giroud. Uh, Ian? Well, you're coming to me last, you see. I, I'd have gone Sturridge, but if you're after a real punt, Charlie Austin. Oh, and Peter? Yeah. You're not, not quite last. Real punt, on, uh, Andre Ayew. Oh, wow. And Billy, do you want to have your two cents? I was going to say Giroud is mine. Okay, um, people are looking at John Terry and bringing him in. What are, what are we reckoning for John Terry? Are we reckon he's probably a definite go-to considering he scored tonight? This well, from what I've heard, he's question. on penalties. Apparently he will be on penalties for the last game of the season. Yeah. So there's that. I don't know if he's good at penalties, but... Good game, minus points. He's probably going to be good at penalties. He's scored many times in life. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> good grief. <laughs> Sid has been comedy master tonight. It's brilliant. Yes. This is a classy pod, Sid. What are you doing to us? <laughs> Phenomenal. I can't follow that. Go to someone else. <laughs> right, so we've got uh, Eddie Hughes asks, is anyone else looking forward to the season finish and can have a break? Is anyone fed up of the season? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, <laughs> probably. <laughs> nope. 
I've loved every minute of it. Saying we love fantasy Premier League, we never wanted to win. Ice let's get let's go around to everyone and get their views on the season finishing. Yeah, go on, Jen. No, I'll skip that part. Jen, you give us your shout for the season. Well, I've loved it. It's been a great journey. Apart from how West Ham actually did playing football, fantasy Premier League's been my escape from how bad West Ham have been. So. I don't want it to end. I don't want to have to actually focus on a West Ham transfer window. (laughs) Fair point. Uh, General, do you want to have a... Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. (laughs) After the highs of the previous two seasons, this one's been very, very frustrating. I have managed to half my rank in the last two game weeks, so I'm about 60k now. But, I mean, I'm looking forward. I've said to myself I'm going to take the whole uh, months of June and July Take just log out of Twitter and not log back in first of August. So I need to. I really feel like I need to recharge the batteries after this season. Yeah, I think I, I'm in almost agreement there. Sid, what, what do you reckon? Are you fed up? Looking forward. Yeah, to Yeah, my one? season is. Yeah, my season is like United's Premier League season. It's hmm. non-existent. Hawks. <laughs> I've loved yeah, every minute horrible. of it. Yeah, loved yeah. every minute of it. Really enjoying it. Wish it could go on forever, to be honest, because I'm say hanging around five thousand. My best ever finish up until this point was about two hundred and fifty thousand. So um, <laughs> I, I don't want this season to finish. A bit like J and O as well. It's been distracting from uh, the disaster that's been West Ham United. Yeah, yeah, Luke. Yeah, I mean, if you had asked me about ten weeks ago, I'd, I would have said yes, but um, I've encountered a bunch of red arrows. Um, so yeah, at this point, I'm I'm just looking to try and get out of the season with a decent with a decent score and uh, move on to next season. I think the double game weeks this year have been considerably less exciting and fruitful as they were compared to last year. And finish off, Peter. Uh, I'm excited about game week 38 because I mean, as I've just mentioned, I've got a uh, uh, a real chance of beating last year's um, total. So uh, yeah, it's gone right down to the wire for me. So I'm excited. And also in the postseason, as you guys probably. Probably know I, I do a lot of work with the uh, the stats and the data at the end of the year and uh, do some analysis on it and write some blogs and stuff and yeah the end of a season is a chance to get a full season's worth of data and compare it to last seasons and that so actually the post seasons you know re- re- I'm really quite looking forward to that it gives me yeah. a chance to get my teeth into something. I'm so. looking forward to, to reading some of these articles actually so if you want to follow all of our guests which are on tonight I'm going to put their twitters on the description their twitter handle on the description so you can check them out there and Peter will be on there as well he writes some really good articles on there i just want to add as well um i'm uh, i am looking forward to the end of this season so i can take some annual leave from the podcast <laughs> i've got plenty of that stored up i think so that brings us to the end of another fancy football surgery podcast if you want to get in touch with us you can get us on our website www.fancyfootballsurgery.com follow us on facebook fancy football surgery on there you can up the pod on reddit listen to us on soundcloud and on itunes most of our chat and activity goes on on twitter at ff underscore surgery hashtag up the pod on any posts up there um you can email us ff surgery podcast at yahoo.com and if you want to join us for the final week of our mini league it's one seven six zero three hyphen six seven one eight from the Iceman. Yep, cheers, Billy. Cheers, guys. Thanks for coming on. Good luck in your game weeks. Yeah, and uh, cheers to our esteemed guest today. Thanks from me, Bully, and good luck in your game weeks. And from all of us here on the Fancy Football Surgery Podcast, up the board. Away.
Beautifully done. Well done, guys. Yes, that was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I do realise everyone's going to think we took about 11 like different takes of that <laughs> hey, wasn't that seamless I even gave it just one second gap and then you all just jumped in beautifully done yeah, yeah it's the actor you've got to hit the cue by it it's, it's I, very... I, thought you, I thought you'd be on the button there Ian I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like you'll get it right Interesting thought. Interesting thought. After what's happened this double game week, do you reckon it's going to throw tactics out the window next year? Because like everyone, a lot have gone bench boost for this double game week. Do you reckon because it's been such a sort of genuine failure with rotations and everything, it's going to throw things out next year? I think people probably leave it a bit later next season, just because, like you say, the rotation and you never know what's going to happen towards the end of the season. I think if there's a double game week around sort of thirty-three, thirty-four, like there was last Mm. year, maybe. Maybe that's the time to do it, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I, think... I, I don't think I'll have any problem. I don't think I'll have any problem playing a bench boost or triple captain on a single game week next week, yeah. next year. I should have done uh, it last got something to play for, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah, think yeah, the thing is, apart from this play. game week, it, there wasn't any really good game weeks, like yeah. like double game weeks. This yeah. was the only really big one. Whereas other years, yeah. there's been like it's been split out a bit more than this one. So I think that's why everyone aimed it at game week 37, and then most of the like important teams that were in fighting positions, their season's been decided. So yeah, it's been a bit of a failure. But thing, the thing is, you looked at sort of game week thirty-seven, you know, right from way back in like game week twenty-eight, twenty-nine, when we kn- we knew what the double game weeks were going to be. Roughly, yeah. we didn't know exactly how they were going to fall. But even then, the long range view of it, you were still looking at fixtures and thinking there wasn't for bench boost, for example, there wasn't really many like really decent budget options who were going to have great fixtures. So it was always going to be a bit of a washout. But I just don't think anyone thought it'd be as bad as it has. I mean, as everyone else has done so bad, I've actually done pretty well. <laughs> so it right. depends if you pick the right players, because I've gone up by mm. about 15,000 in ranking at the moment live. So that could, of course, change, and Sanchez yeah. will hurt me if he doesn't play. But I think it's the thing. My, my, like my starting lineup are, are really good and they're scoring really well. So I'm, I'm quite pleased in terms of what my total score is. But when I look at the bench, uh, I've got Caballero on three, Benyun on naught, and Achibi on one, and Stevens on naught. And you think, <laughs> well, there must have been weeks where I had points on my bench that were higher than that. And, and that's yeah. the thing about the bench boost, isn't it? You play my bench, a really strong bench, 11 in a double game week. Yeah. I think so my I bench probably has the lowest points I've had in the last 13 weeks. Yeah. So yeah. since game is 25 right now, <laughs> I have too. the lowest points. So I have one, one, yeah. with one, he, and Holgate with one, Gabbiadini and uh, James Ward-Prowse with zero. So I have two yeah. points on my bench. I've got two points on my bench, right? I've got Pickford, Holgate with one each, uh, and each B with one, and I've also got Robertson who picked up, up minus one. I mean, it's just... Ouch. It's, it's just yeah, it's just ridi- it's ridiculous, yeah. right? And if you yeah, look yeah. at the game, if you look at your game week, game week history, it does say points left on the yeah. bench. And that's the thing. Uh, so so a double game week is if you concentrate on your on your top eleven on a double game week, and yeah. then literally have chuff on your bench, and it doesn't really matter. And then use that double use your bench boost somewhere else yeah. where there are much better fixtures. That's the the knack, isn't yeah. it? Though? Yeah, I mean, there's there's been several occasions, like half a dozen occasions this season, where I've had ten or more points on my bench. Yeah, seven, eight, eight occasions this season where I would have had ten points at least. It's and these were single mm-hmm. game weeks. The thing is that in a double game week you have two chances to fail. So in another single game week your players might yeah. not even play one game. While in the double game week, even if they play one game, you get appearance points. Yeah. So that's the risk mm-hmm. you have to like factor in. 
and True. I think there's hardly any sort of situation where you have like more than two good players on the bench. Other than that, mm. I think one one thing I've been doing actually, just um, I'm saying about the long range analysis and stuff. I've been looking at all my transfers and you know the sort of the opportunity cost of taking them. So, you know, for example, if I bring a player in, I've had that I have that player for five weeks. What what did the player I transfer out scored in those five weeks as well, and then trying to categorise those um, yeah. transfers as well. And actually, all all the ones I've all the transfers I've made purely for double game week, not not as enablers or you know not as part of wildcards or anything, but purely where I've taken out a, a form player or a good player for a double game week player. I think I've done about five or six of them. On average, I think only one of them has actually come in for me and actually done better. I think on mm. on, on average, I'm lost points from doing those as well so we yeah. we do get blinded by the double game weeks because of you know the rotation right i mean we think they've got two games but when you've got that many games in close proximity somebody's going to get dropped and it's uh, it kind of screws us up a little bit yeah that's where the players like sanchez are so vital because he just doesn't get rotated does he yeah definitely but then you know there are games then when they because the game's coming thick and fast and maybe take their foot off the gas for a little bit of time mm. actually it's it's almost better when, when teams are playing just once every week and that's what Chelsea have had this season right they've had one game per week they've had four or five days to prepare for every single fixture plus the rest in between time as well and they're up for it I mean every yeah. single game yeah. so arguably that's more important than someone like Sanchez who yes he's on a bit for 180 minutes but if he's got no recuperation time in the middle of it it maybe it maybe it's a bit more damaging. Maybe that's why you know the champions from the last two seasons have been um, teams who haven't had any European football. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. I think, uh, I'll so there's a chance for West Ham next year then. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I get down the bookies straight away. <laughs> I'll always. I think I'll always play uh, triple captainship in a double game week, but. After this season, I'm, I'm definitely going to be more open to playing the bench boost in a single game week. If I find myself in a situation yeah. where I think I have four players that can get me maybe 20 points between them, I'll, I'll just play it, I think, because it's it's burned me this season keeping it for so long. Yeah, yeah, triple captain definitely on a double game week, I think, is is very important. Yeah. yeah. Who told me to look at my previous game week history oh, and well, see when you points on bench? <laughs> just, just jump back on <laughs> cool. I mean, I've got 11 at the moment. And it could go up, okay. but I had 22 in game week two. God, I had 28 game in game week, week eight. Ouch. Yeah, if anyone wants to get depressed, look at the punches <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm from past games. Good one, guys. <laughs> I suppose the problem with playing bench boost too early is that because at the start of the season, everyone's got like a really cheap enabler on their bench. Like I've, I had Davin Fletcher for about 30 yeah. game weeks. And there was no way I was going to play a bench boost before. Yeah, you almost need to build up your team value, don't you, a little bit to try and get the better guys yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay, I'll, okay. I'll okay. I'll gonna interrupt. Oh, sorry, God. guys. Sorry, guys. Right, uh, guys, we're just going to interrupt. We'll give you all a chance to have a, a natter at the end. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> I've been drinking beers, and I don't I need to go yet. <laughs> <laughs> You've yeah, obviously, I, obviously got a stronger constitution, Jono. <laughs> I, I had, I had a, I've had a coffee during this as well, so yeah. I don't know what's in the water. Yeah. See, he needs he needs to learn to sip, not gulp. That's obviously that's obviously what he's doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only halfway through my glass of water. I don't know what he's doing. Is yeah, he, do, he doesn't just have a glass though. He has like all the glasses in his house are like like plant pot size, normal. <laughs> Get to about two liters a pod. No wonders why. He <laughs> probably have had a monster before this as well. So the caffeine's there. <laughs> all the recipes for a heart attack. 
I've just got images of asking for a glass of water at his house now and getting like a full-on jug. <laughs> no, seriously, you do. He <laughs> does not. I'm not do that thirsty. Like it's winter, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You'll struggle to get a beer, though. I can tell you that. Uh, yeah, oh, no. mate. Do you want to do a yeah, summary and then? Um, yeah, well, I will. I'll probably slot that in. Uh, after the captains, actually. Um, Put it right up there. Could we not do a podcast every week or just a quiz? <laughs> Where's no, Jamie, he's not. Jamie loves the quiz. <laughs> I, I've actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the quiz was actually pretty nice until we, like, me and uh, Luke got cheated. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be any worse than Crouchy Sandball at the weekend. That oh, was the God. worst cheat of the season. <laughs> oh, if there's if there's one way to unite me and Sid uh, to a Man City and a Man U fan, it's that we've been hard done by by the quiz. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, don't, don't blame the quiz. There, don't blame the quiz. I, I think we should we should start a like a part of our own and then probably get James on and <laughs> deny him the victory. <laughs> blame the quiz. Thanks. Sid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right sum up yeah go on then. it's extremely juicy uh, Swansea assets would be right up there slightly deeper put it right up there slightly deeper it's extremely juicy put it right up there right up there